Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will have a conversation with Janine de Meyer of the Roofing Academy, as well as with Peter Lewitz of Prava, or the Professional Roof Repair and Waterproofing Association. Now, the, the goal or the objective of this conversation is to gain a better understanding of both of these entities and the fact that the waterproofing and roofing industry and the plumbing industry are actually well intertwined and that they impact and supplement each other. Peter, Janine, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you for joining us in studio. Good day, Philem. Uh, thank you for inviting us and hopefully we can enlighten the public a little more about ourselves. Absolutely. Good morning, Willem. Just before we give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves, let's hit the brakes. We'd like to remind our audience that this episode is proudly brought to you by Articulate If Plumber. So just before I fire away with all of the other questions that I have for, for, for the two of you, I would like for you to very, very briefly just introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, Janine, can we start with you? Good morning, Willem. Again, thank you for having us here. My name is Janine DeMeyer. I'm the training manager of the Roofing Academy. I didn't start off as a trainer, this I must tell you, but I've developed a passion for upskilling and building people, and this is where I've ended up. And I see a very, very great future for us in this industry. Thanks, Estek. And Peter? Um, well, I'm uh, involved with the finance department at uh, Prava. And one of the founding members, along with a few other people, that is uh, got the same passion. And I've been involved in training for the last 20 years. Uh, started off with uh, training um, with the Financial Planning Institute. Thereafter, I uh, got involved in some other training. And for the last two years, I've been involved with uh, assisting Prava to get themselves off the ground. Tell us a little bit more about Prava. When, when was it established uh, and, and, and which industry is it focused on? Prava mainly concentrates on, uh, I think like you said in your introduction, it is for the roof and repair and waterproofing of uh, contractors. That is the main aim. Previously, I was involved with uh, professional bodies, uh, getting people qualified and then uh, earning a designation and thereafter to maintain a database of contractors for the public to use. And like I said, uh, even with the FBI, that was a professional body. This is now a different type of profession. Uh, people don't see a skilled person as a profession. But in actual fact, if you can do your job properly, if you've got the training and the knowledge then it is a profession that you can become proud of. You are a you are a professional in your line of trade, in, in, in your specific skill trade. It makes you a professional. It Just like a, a doctor is a professional, That's you're a professional in your trade. That was exactly the idea. Is People walk around and they say profession. Those are the, the uh, white-collar people. Exactly. No, it's not the fact. The fact that you have got a skill that is better than 
other people. That makes you a professional in your specific industry. Being it in contractor, the same with uh, with um, the skilled people like in the plumbing industry, electricians, exactly the same matter is there. Those people go out as a professional in his field, and that's what we aim for for the roofing industry. So what role does Prava fulfill, and, and what purpose does it serve? Why why was it established? What What is the reason for establishing it in the first place? In the first place, uh, we found that there's a lot of people going around uh, telling the people and working as a waterproofer or a roof repairer, but uh, there's no link between them and their theory. It's mainly the practice that they have. And Prova's idea is to regulate and to distribute that knowledge to all the people in the industry, not limited to yourself or your little organization that you're involved with. What is good for one person might be unknown to the other guy. And the idea is to have a membership uh, group where people can um, contact each other and have a platform on which they can communicate on the skills and the experiences that they have. Eventually, the aim is to have a lot of companies to join Prava, and eventually the membership is based on the individual. It's always an individual thing, but uh, you have to also cater for the companies. We call it the corporates because a member is working with a boss, and the boss would be the corporate, being it a small business or being it a bucky brigade. All over, you have a lot of members, and the aim is to, to render a service to those members and give them the necessary training. Can I ask, Peter, when it comes to, to roofing work, roofing repair, and, and waterproofing on roofs, etc., do these skilled trade people, do they have to work according to specific requirements, or do they have to comply with specific requirements? Currently, there's not really anyone regulating uh, such a requirement, and that is the idea with Prova. We want to standardize the industry, uh, get all the main role players together to uh, contribute and share, like I said earlier on, share their knowledge, and from that, Prova will uh, refer to a training academy. Uh, various training academies might uh, come up uh, in future. Currently, we're limited to... It's a very small uh, area of training. Um, there's a qualification that uh, will follow soon. And once people's got that qualification, they can then apply to become a member of Prova. And like I said, Prova will then be the member base where they will get um, training on a regular basis. Annually, there will be CPD control. And you're going to have to renew yourself to prove that you, like you said, the doctors, you have to do um, refresher courses on an annual basis so that the people then have the latest technology, the latest products um, to utilize for the end consumer. Yeah, of course, just to stay up to date with what is going on in your industry and in your line of work. Um, you know, technology evolves, the, the, the method of doing things evolve and new methods are found, etc. So, yeah, just to stay up to date. So, is Prava recognized uh, as a professional body? At this stage, no. Uh, the documentation is being prepared at the moment. Uh, we have applied and we have uh, uh, met with SOCWA, um, the Quality Control Board in South Africa, 
we have had meetings with them and uh, hopefully within next um, submission for approvals, uh, SOC um, Prava will be uh, approved and we feel very comfortable and confident that uh, we will definitely get approved because there is nothing like that at the moment in South Africa. And, and how is it governed? Uh, it's governed by, fortunately, by um, people from different um, industries. It is going to be run by a board of directors. And the current board that we have is represented by people from the legal department, myself on finance. Uh, there's going to be training and development uh, from various, and also role players in the, um, in the construction industry. One of the people that we do have uh, close ties with is the Masters Builders Association. They are on board with uh, Prava and development is taking place along with them. Just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Welcome back. To continue our discussion, I would like to ask the following question. Janine, tell us a little bit more about the Roofing Academy. Um, what is the Roofing Academy and, and how does it fit in with Prava? Well, Willem, previously there was never a qualification for waterproofing and roof repairs. You know, it's, it's just something that never existed. People used to start up a company and they used to go basically on knowledge and experience. You know, so they used to wing it, if, if that's a nice way to put it. But... We've come across the fact that a lot of the guys, although they have knowledge and experience, and, and I'm not talking about five years experience, some guys have got 10, 20, 30 years experience, that sometimes they do the correct or the correct application and there's other times they use the wrong products for the wrong applications, which led us to believe that we need to formalize the sector. Okay, so we did application, um, first of all, by QCTO, uh, and then we went through to construction seat and we applied for accreditation to offer the course. It's the NQF level two in waterproofing, which has now been approved. So we are now a fully accredited training provider. And we're starting off with the NQF level two, as I said, which is the basis. You know, this is the start. We are busy looking at developing the more advanced courses. But at the end of the day, what we want is we want everybody to work according to the same standards. You know, because ultimately your end user, whether it be a homeowner, a business owner, whatever the case may be, they want value for money. They don't want the, the waterproofing application to fail after a month or two months or three months or whatever the case may be. They want value for money. They want what you're paying for. You want it to last for the guarantee period. Yes, obviously, you want to know that when a, 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 a skilled trade person arrives at your premises, um, that it's a professional person and, and that they know what they're doing, that they're well qualified or correctly qualified and that they know what they're doing. It's all about that, uh, the, the assurance for the, for the consumer because after all, the consumer is, is who we do our work for. Absolutely. And you know, also other institutes like the insurance houses and this kind of thing, they want to know that the contractor that they've got on their database is qualified that they're capable of performing the work that they're sending them out to do. And right now, as things stand, there's nobody qualified. So we have started. You know, we started with our classes last year. Our next intake starts again next week, Tuesday on the 2nd of February. That's when our next semester starts. So we've started training. we started educating everybody that is wanting to come through. We also have an RPL process 
So if you've been in the industry for years, come along, show us you can do the work. We will assess it and they can get their qualification like that much quicker. You mentioned RPL. That's uh, recognition of prior learning. That's right, yes. All right. And 100%. that is brought into your courses, into your, into your training. 100%. Because, you know, Willem, I can't expect a contractor that's been in the industry for 20 years to come along and come and have to sit in my class and go through every single module and everything when he's been doing it. You know, and also the other thing is his bread and butter is his work. So if I'm going to keep him in a classroom for a year, he's going to have loss of income. So the quicker he can get himself qualified and he can get back out there. And I mean, RPR, we do it via videos. So you actually on your site where you're busy, take a video of what you're doing, send it through to us. We assess it. If there's anything short, we call you. We say, you know what, you need to touch up here a little bit or whatever the case may be. How can we help you to fix it and streamline the process completely? Is is it registered with Sakwa? You mentioned something about the CETAs and... and Willem, you know, our unit standards, which we have, is the SACWA accredited unit standards. The qualification is held by construction CETA, though. So, yes, I wouldn't say we registered with SACWA, but we are using the unit standards, which were implemented in 2008. So, 2008, they were adapted by SACWA as learning material that can be offered. And, and where is this academy based? Um, where, where, how, and, and, and how, for that matter, is training conducted? Is it, is it class-based? Can it be conducted online? Willem, our training academy is situated in Florida Park, which is on the West Rand of Johannesburg. You know, we have theory, we have the theory side of it, and then we have the practical side. The theory side, yes, we can do it online. The practical, it's much better for the student to come in to the practical area because me showing you how to replace a roof tile, for example, and you actually doing it yourself is two totally different issues. So, and, and as the training goes, we do 30% class time. So of the theory, 30% in the class and then 70% out in the field. So if you come along as a student, you will do your theory. You will get the basics of how to do the application. And then you get sent out to site with a qualified roofing team. Somebody that does it every single day. So you go along and you learn on site with them. Oh, that's excellent. So Janine, in what way or in what ways um, are the waterproofing and the roofing industry and the plumbing industry specifically the plumbing industry, intertwined with each other? And how do these different industries impact and even supplement each other? Well, Willem, as you know, your roof is waterproof to keep the water out. And a lot of times a plumber or any other trade for that matter will go up onto a roof and they will go do an installation. So it could be they're doing a new geese installation, they could be putting up solar, whatever the case may be, and they actually damage the waterproofing when they're doing it. They're not doing it on purpose. They don't realize that they're damaging the waterproofing. So when that happens, the guarantee of the waterproofing is then null and void because it's now been broken by a different tradesperson, which then means we would have to teach the plumbers how to fix it. You know, We can't expect them to know that they're doing something wrong if they don't know it. So we would have to educate them, which we are more than happy to do. All right. So so what you're actually saying is that plumbers, for that matter, can also – uh, attend your courses or your training? Absolutely, Well, I mean, actual fact, we are currently busy developing a training program specifically for people in other trades. So it's going to be a training course that says how to fix where you worked. So if you just, for example, you remove a roof sheet to put a geezer inside the roof. So we're going to teach you what do you do when you put that roof sheet back? How do you make sure it's waterproofed? You know, how do you make sure that when you've done your geezer installation that you haven't damaged the trusses? you know, the timbers inside the roof. So it's going to be a training module specifically for other trades on how to make sure whatever they've done 
is back in the condition it was. Because, again, you know, they're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. They're doing it so that they can get their job done. They also have work to do. They're doing their work. But let us... Let us help them make it easier to understand how to not have any problems in the future from their clients. We, you touched you touched based on 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 the warranties of the waterproofing of roofs, and that when it is damaged by a different skilled tradesperson or a different tradesperson, uh, that the warranty then becomes null and void. Yes. What happens in such an instance? Who who can be held accountable for that for the damage? Who can be held liable for for that damage? You know, nothing is cast in stone, Willem, but when the warranty becomes null and void, if, say, for example, a roofing contractor has gone out and done the work and they get called for a callback when there's damages now, they can refuse to do it because they did not do the damages. So then it would be a case of whoever was there to do whatever installation it was, they could contact that contractor and say to them, because you installed X, Y, or Z, you are now liable for my ceiling damage, for damage of electrical stuff inside my house, or whatever the case may be. But there's no, right now there's no legal course for us to say that it will be like that. But that is the route that they could follow. Just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Welcome back. Warranty set aside. Um, the fact remains is that, that, that each person is qualified in their own skilled trade and a professional in their own skilled trade. So a plumber works inside a roof or on top of a roof. They often have to install uh, solar panels on top of roofs and mount those components onto the roof, which means that, you know, when when... A, a solar panel is mounted, or a solar geyser for that matter, is mounted onto a roof. Those, uh, wherever they put the brackets on, it needs to be sealed, properly sealed, and, and ensured that it is waterproof 100%, not to cause damage, um, you know, to, to the consumer's, uh, you know, the ceiling for that matter, or the electrical uh, wiring that is in the ceiling, or, the, or whatever the case may be. But the same goes for when a plumber is working inside a roof. It, it's not just working on top of the roof that you know they move they they move the tiles, you know they work with or close to the trusses, etc. So um, the fact is, what you're saying is that that you know when you uh, these two industries and these two trades they're actually interdependent of each other, and you should have knowledge of the one and the other. Willem, I can even go a little step further with that and I can say to you that if they're going to go do an installation, say for example of solar panels or a solar geyser on top of the roof, they need to make sure also of the roof's weight-bearing capacity. Because the roof structure is, is built in such a way that it's built to carry X amount of weight. And also depending on what the roof covering is, like your tiles or your slate for example. I mean slate, you're looking at an average of about 75 kilograms per square meter. And, and that's the reality of what's on your roof. So now if you're all of a sudden going to go and add an extra 150 or 200 kilos or whatever the case may be, you need to know that your roof that you're putting it on can carry that weight. So what we've also said is, and, and we've discussed this at length with Prava, you know, between the training academy and with Prava, what we've said is, is if there's any, any trade out there, whether it be a plumber, electrician, whatever the case may be, if they need advice and they're not sure they are more than welcome to contact us and we will help them where we can. 
you know, that doorway is open 100%. So, so Janine, not only for advice, but the fact that, that we mentioned earlier on in the conversation that plumbers can actually complete some of your courses, some of the Roofing Academy's courses. What is the process? Should they be interested? Um, can I can I ask it this way? You know, first of all, they can obviously contact you and say, "Listen, I, I'm interested in completing one of your courses." But is it necessary for for a plumber, for instance, to go through the the entire course, similar to what a registered roofing and waterproofing uh, professional would be? Well, Willem, you know, they they already have their trade. They're already qualified plumbers. I don't see them, or I don't see the majority of them wanting to be qualified waterproofers. You know, they're already in their trade, but they are more than welcome to contact us and complete modules. So if you know that you work primarily on a tile roof, for example, come and do the tile roof module. So you don't have to do the full qualification. You can do piece for piece, depending on what your needs are as an individual. Just before we say goodbye, it's time to hit the brakes one last time. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Band podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Janine, Peter, um, is there anything in general about either one of your two organizations or entities that you would like to discuss? Peter? There people that qualify under the Roofing Academy, at the end of the day, apply at Prava for membership. And uh, we've done a little bit of research. There's a possible 4,000 plus companies uh, in the waterproofing industry at the moment. Um, There might even be a lot more if you count all the Bucky Brigade people. We are not so sure about all those because they come and go permanently. But once they've qualified through a academy, such as as a roofing academy. If they've uh, qualified and they've got the qualification uh, certificates and they apply at uh, Prava, we will let them um, become a member as, well, we're going to have three um, designations at the moment. But like I said, 4,000 possible companies, that equates to maybe 14, 15, 16,000 waterproofers as such, um, being qualified or not. At the end of the day, they're going to be a qualified person before they can become a member at the Prava. And uh, we've started off, like I said, mid-July, um, August 2019. And applications, 49 companies have applied already. And the members, individual members that have applied is in excess of 230. And keep on growing, mm. uh, even with lockdown. Uh, there was a growth of maybe 150 people that applied. Oh, wow. Um, so the, the, the potential is there. And the aim in a few years from now, we hope to have the majority of those companies and the 13,000, 14,000 individuals. That would be fantastic if we can get all those people as a qualified person that can walk out with the proof that he belongs to a controlling body or a professional body, uh, I'm very proud to say, it's a profession. Mm. And if they go out and they can go, to, like she, she mentioned, the insurance uh, houses and those people, you can prove to them that this person is qualified and that he belongs to someone that is going to take uh, control for these people. Um, it would be a huge improvement in the roofing and repair waterproofing industry as such. And that is our main, main aim. 
the upliftment of That's the industry. That's the upliftment of the industry. Janine? I would just like to add, between the Roofing Academy and Pravo, we've got a service level agreement in place. And Peter mentioned that all members need to be qualified. So we know that this is a new qualification. Now, it hasn't existed before. I, there is currently nobody that has this qualification except for those directly involved with the training academy. Which is actually scary. Yes. So, so what we've done is we've negotiated with Prava that anybody that comes through the training academy, they will be prepared to accept them as members on condition that they are busy doing the qualification. So they've got a leeway. The, the qualification takes a year to obtain. So you can get your membership. You can join on condition that you are now studying as well. Would, would, would that equate to sort of an, uh, uh, a specific level of registration or a specific designation of a, a registration? You can perhaps then uh, have a, a learner registrant. He's, he's, he's a registered with Prava, but he's registered as a, as a person still learning. He's that's, that's correct. Sorry, Janine. Um, the designations that we have applied for is basically level um, as a learner, and then the second level would be a licensed person, and then eventually there's going to be a, a master waterproofer. That is a person that's qualified to everything, he's been through all the necessary training, he's done the experience, and he can prove that he does a proper work. So you're correct by saying the learners are the people that we are taking at the moment on condition that once they... The qualification comes uh, approved, gets approved by SACWA, they will then get their membership uh, tickets as a qualified member of the Prava organization. But just before we end off, I would just like to ask and, and, and remind the, the audience out there, and specifically the plumbers out there who are listening, because we've got a great deal of our audience who are actually plumbers, you know, and, and they're working in the plumbing trade, plumbing industry. Just remind them again. Uh, you know, of how these two industries are intertwined, um, you know, and, and, and actually interdependent of each other. You know, if the one messes up in his part, it can negatively affect the other one's part. Um, do, do either one of you have some, some last words to the audience out there in that regard? Willem, I agree with you 100%. And in order for the consumer out there to get service delivery excellence between the two trades and any other trades as well, we need to have almost like a, a, an agreement or an understanding. And in actual fact, I mean, we speak with the plumbers often, our officer, and, and they speak to us. And if, if they come across plumbers that have maybe made a problem in the roof or something, they send us photos, they ask for our advice. So we're already taking steps in that direction to work together as two different industries. And Again, you know, if, if any plumber out there has any questions about anything they need to do, please contact us, either the Roofing Academy or Prava, and we will assist where we can. And Willem, if I can give contact details, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so for any email queries, it's info at roofingacademy.co.za. The contact number is 011-760-2788. Or alternatively, they can go to our website and just click on the link. It's www.roofingacademy.co.za. And on the Prova side, uh, we've already received many calls from public. Being at uh, the waterproofing problem or uh, a plumber, they've contacted via various ways, uh, the website, telephone, and with uh, word of mouth. Um, so the... The email, uh, the uh, website that you can visit for uh, Prava is prava.org.za. Oh, yeah, saying org, um, 
also, which I never mentioned in the beginning, uh, there's no profit uh, target in the Prava, um, in the Prava organization. So, um, the idea there is going to be a non-profit uh, organization. So whatever money is generated in Prava will go back into the industry and the members. And if necessary in future, to subsidize uh, people that goes to a training um, organization, or academy. Like I said, it's not specifically one selected one. That would be any person that has got training requirements. As long as it's in the waterproofing uh, industry, they can apply. And Provo might uh, be able with future unapplied funds be able to subsidize. If you need uh, to email Provo, it's also info at Provo, P-R-A-W-A, dot org, dot Z-A. And that will uh, give you some feedback. And the website, really, really nice. And it lists all the members that have applied so far as membership. 100%. Thanks, Estek, for that, Peter. Janine, thank you for you, for joining us, for your time and your effort driving all the way from Rudapur to come and join us in studio today. Peter, thank you for your time and effort to come and join us. Um, thanks for the two of you for the information that you shared, and I think that you've um, shed some light on on, on a lot of uh, you know questions that our audience might have had, whether they be the consumer, or whether they be plumbers, or whether they be you know people of the of, of the roofing industry. Um, thanks, Stack, and then also lastly, thanks to the audience for having tuned in and listened. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio. Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion. 